this is Stephanie Ortega, and you're listening to the Remix Movement Podcast. Hi, everybody. If you are checking us out on YouTube, hello, I'm on camera again. <laughs> um, if you are listening to us on one of our uh, streaming channels, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or Anchor.com, um, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Remix Movement. My name is Stephanie, and I'm so glad that you took the time to check us out. <laughs> um, in our last episode, Lewis and I went ahead and did the third installment of our mini segment, Dating with Purpose. And basically, in this mini installment, um, we go ahead and we answer one of our listeners' questions that was submitted either via Facebook or Instagram on a DM and all of the questions remain anonymous but they're all based on dating so in our last episode we went ahead and covered the question um, is it wrong to say yes to other guys who have asked me out just so that I can get over my ex and um, basically the person was saying that you know they were checking out their ex's profile on Instagram um, they were in a long relationship and it looks like he is moving forward and has a bunch of pictures of him just hanging out with other chicks and she just wanted to know like hey you know do I have to rush in am I ready to get over him like what's going on so it was a really cool episode because you can get a little bit of Lewis's perspective and a little bit of my perspective and then a little bit of what the word of God says and um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that that was episode 66 and we encourage you to go ahead and listen to it. In that episode's challenge, if you um, definitely are dealing with that same question, go ahead and consider the biblical advice that we gave you. And um, if this is something that you don't really have that question, you know how it works, then just pray for your family members and your friends that may be dealing with that. Now, I apologize in advance. I'm doing this video, but I am dealing with a little bit of allergies. So I'm trying my best. I put a whole bunch of makeup on so you can't tell. Um, but I just want to go ahead and do this episode and, you know, not have to worry about it. So if you hear me sniffling, I apologize. I'm trying my best to keep it all in. <laughs> all right. So if you have a question on dating or if you want to go ahead and submit some type of question or statement that you have, please send us a DM on our Instagram or on Facebook um, at the remix movement just send us your question and we may just continue on with that mini segment all right um in today's episode we are going to talk about something that i've been thinking about for a while now as you know labor day just passed and um it's a little weird still dealing with uh, planning vacations or at this point staycations I know Lewis and I we don't really plan vacations anymore we're kind of doing like this whole staycation thing where we like to just travel within our state and you like to just take road trips to like places like Airbnbs or VRBOs or whatever the case may be um, but it's just weird because a lot of people are saying that because of the coronavirus and because of the limitations in travel, when it comes to these long holidays, these three-day weekends, the best that they can end up doing is staying home and sleeping in or staying home and just not doing anything but watching Netflix or chilling with family 
and I get it, you know, that we're in this really weird situation that's going on now, still with the pandemic, even, you know, six months in. But I was thinking about it's not only just holidays and long weekends. Like I was like, wow, like there's a lot of, um, you know, holidays that have been passing by. And at the beginning, it was just really weird. And now I guess we're kind of used to it, but we're still getting used to it. Um, you know, I was just listening that, you know, animal, um, not animal, um, Disney in Florida decided to go ahead and cancel their Christmas season parade holiday events. And, um, usually they do it with their fireworks and they decorate the magic kingdom castle and beautiful lights. And it's just weird that, you know, this year they're, they're choosing not to do that. I understand it's for the safety of the guests. I understand that, you know, they still have a limit on the number of people they can enter into the parks, but it's taken a lot of our traditions away. It's taken a lot of the magic that we're used to. And they're putting projections or like uh, really nice lights to go on the castle. I don't know how that would be, but, you know, Disney's understanding that we're still in this pandemic and they're trying to do the most of the limited things that they can do. Okay, but some of the holidays and special events that maybe you have had to celebrate differently this year include birthdays, um, anniversaries, graduations, um, weddings, honeymoons, bridal showers, baby showers. They're all just different. I know a lot of family members that they had planned to do a baby shower and they had to cancel it or they had to do it virtually. And, you know, some gender reveals that they wanted to do a party and because of the pandemic, now they're doing it via Skype or via Zoom. But some of the other holidays that we went through so far in 2020 have been uh, Easter, um, spring break vacations, summer break vacations, um, Mother's Day, Memorial Day, Father's Day, 4th of July was a big one. That was just, we didn't see any fireworks in, in person, the big ones that they do for the cities. Um, Labor Day that just passed by. These are all basically the new holiday traditions instead of going big and planning vacations and traveling the world or going on cruises people are, can't do that you know and i understand that um like i said it's something that we still are trying to get used to i know that you know people are required in florida to wear a face mask uh put like a face covering and i've been wearing it at work the whole time lewis has been wearing his the whole time but one once in a while, I'll walk into my office and I will forget to wear a mask. And for some reason, I just I'm forgetting the norm that this is the new normal. This is something that we're going to have to get used to. It's like when you see your friends for a really long time and all of a sudden you want to give them a hug, but you really can't because you have to stay socially distant. And, you know, we're hand sanitizing and, and we're doing all these things. It's it's really, really different. It's something that I, again, like me and you, you probably are still not used to it. We're trying our best to get through it day by day, okay? But one of the things that I can really say is that sometimes change can be good, okay? And I hope that you can say this as well. Change can be good. Change is something that is, uh, somebody once said, um, I think it's like a Greek philosopher or something. They said change is the only constant 
of life. It's going to consistently come. There's going to be change unexpectedly. There's going to be change when you least expect it. There's going to be change when, you know, when it's surprising and it affects your emotions and your feelings. But change doesn't have to be a negative thing. Change doesn't have to be something that we dread. Change can be a good thing. Change can be good. So the title of this episode is Change Can Be Good. So go ahead and repeat after me. Change can be good. All right. Now, yes, we're doing things differently, but this difference is allowing us to be a little bit more grateful for the things that we have in our life. This difference is allowing us to be a little bit more wiser in our health Um, For some people, this is allowing them to continue with new health habits, new eating habits, new physical fitness habits. It's changing um, the way we celebrate, but it's not taking away the memories. You can still celebrate birthdays. You can still celebrate um, graduations. You can still celebrate your kids and your family and your friends. You're just going to do it differently. And that's okay because change can be good. All right. Now. Change is something that um, allows us to be able to tap into our creativity and innovation, okay? And what do I mean by that? If you're... Oh, I'm so sorry, Jojo. That was my dog. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, If you're dealing with um, some type of issue, like, um, you know not being able to find the solution to your problem, not being able to deal with anxiety, not being able to deal with frustration, not being able to do the things you used to do. You can tap into this change and you can kind of think of new solutions. You can think of new creative ways to celebrate things. You can think of new things that you can do to adapt to the situation. You can think of new things that you can do in your spare time to help you with your anxiety. You can think of new ways to go ahead and help stir your faith a little bit more. And that's what I mean. Like sometimes change is what's needed for us to be able to tap into new creative ways, new innovations, and even new ways of us to get closer to God. Maybe some of you guys really needed to have us slow down and to have us just be able to, you know, get closer to God in your own space. Maybe some of you guys needed to just take this time to slow down and focus on the things that are important. You know, maybe you travel a lot for work and because you're traveling so much, it takes away time from your kids. And now, You know, you can't travel as much outside of the United States, but you have more days and more hours that you can spend with your kids or with your spouse. Okay, change can be a good thing. Here's an example of how change can be a good thing. I'm going to go ahead and read Matthew chapter 14, and I'm reading verses 10 to 21. And once I'm done, I'm just going to talk a little bit about how change was done in this situation. Okay, it says. So John was beheaded in prison and his head was brought on a tray and given to the girl who took it to her mother. Later, John's disciples came for his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus what had happened. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. 
But the crowds heard that he was where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the whole crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed the sick. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. Verse 16. But Jesus said, this isn't necessary. You feed them. And they replied, but we have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up and toward the heaven and blessed them. That means he prayed. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the men and children. So basically, this is a summary of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And the 5,000 counts only the men, not the women and children, so there may have been a lot more than 5,000. But basically, Jesus goes through a change of emotions, right? First, when we were reading, we find out when he hears that John the Baptist had died and they had killed him, he felt sad. He needed to process this. He needed to go through a moment where he wanted to be by himself. And it got to the point where he said, you know what? I need to get away. I need to go to a remote location where nobody can bother me because I'm dealing with the loss of my friend. We know that Jesus was friends with John the Baptist. He mattered a lot to him. So his motions at that moment, his attitude changed. And immediately he wanted to go away and leave. How many times are we unexpectedly given a, a change or a news or something that happens that affects our emotions? And sometimes we say, I got to get away. I got to get away. Now, it's not that you're getting away from your problems because that's not the answer. You have to face your struggles. You have to face your fear. You have to face your problems. But it gets to the point where you need to mentally understand what's going on. You need to mentally be able to process the emotions that you're going through. And sometimes you just need to go to a remote place, a private place away from a bunch of people. Now, it says that the disciples knew who Jesus was. The crowd knew who Jesus was. They had seen him heal before, and they didn't care that he was going through these emotions. They didn't care that he wanted to deal with these, you know, emotions of losing a friend. They still followed him. And the Bible says that as they're following him, as they're following the disciples, as they're following Jesus, and he crosses with a boat to another place, they're still following him, okay? And Jesus' attitude changes, okay? It goes from, let me go to a remote area to be by myself and figure out the loss of my friend, to let me focus on the people who are following me, and let me go ahead and keep healing them because my time is not over yet. I still have to be used by God. I still have a purpose and a calling. So what's the revelation? Just because you're going through a change of emotions doesn't mean that others around you are going through the same change. I mean, not everybody felt the same way about the death of John the Baptist, but you can't expect everyone around you 
to understand your feelings about something that you didn't expect. You can't expect people to understand you. What you can know is that despite the way you're feeling, despite what you're going through in life, despite the coronavirus that we're still dealing with on a daily basis until God says so, despite all of this, God's purpose is still going to be accomplished. God's purpose in you is not going to stop because God knows that you are going to go through some valleys, okay? But he's going to be with you the whole time. And he's going to make sure that you can process your emotions to the change while still being able to get to your destiny. That's for somebody. I don't know who that is, but that's for somebody, all right? John the Baptist was killed. Jesus is trying to still be able to process his emotions and it gets to the point where he says, you know what? I'm going to keep doing God's work. I'm going to set my emotions to the side. I'm going to follow. I'm going to continue to help these people. These are the people that are following me for a reason. And my father, God, still wants to use me. All right. Now, when he gets to that place now is not is he I'm sorry, not is he only dealing with the death of his friend. But now he's dealing with a problem with regards to the crowd not having something to eat. They're in a remote place. That means that they're away from the villages with a lot of population. They walk to a different area. There's no stores. There's no Chick-fil-A. There's no Popeye's chicken. There's no McDonald's. Okay. They're just in an area that is just Jesus, the disciples, and the people who followed him. Okay. And... The disciples are like, okay, well, we we need food for these people. We need food for us. And Jesus says, well, go ahead and you feed them. And that's an interesting point because sometimes we ask others, well, what do I do in this situation? What what do I do now that I don't have a job? What do I do now that they cut my hours at work? What do, like tell me what the answer is? Tell me how I have to figure it out. And Jesus goes ahead and he says, well, you figure it out. Now, what does that say to us? That means you are already equipped with the mind of Christ to give you the wisdom so that you can handle your problem. Now, we have to be careful who we ask. They were asking Jesus and Jesus was like, no, you go ahead and you feed them. He already knew what was going to happen. Jesus already had a connection with God, so he knew the miracle was going to be done. But he was revealing to his disciples like, don't ask me. You go ahead and you do it. Tell me what you have in your hands. Tell me what you have available to you. And this goes again to change because when you're facing a change, you got to look at what you got in your hands, right? When, when Moses was dealing with being chosen to take the people of Israelite out of Egypt, God went ahead and said, well, what's in your hand? Use what's in your hand. What was in his hand was a staff. And God used that staff so that he could divide the seas and allow the Israelites to go through to escape. All right. Now, what do you have in your hands? Do you have a talent? Do you have an ability? You, are you a prayer warrior? Are you somebody who seeks wisdom from God, from the Bible? Are you somebody that people go to for advice? Are you somebody who has a good listening ear? Are you somebody who has the talent to be able to manage certain things? Are you somebody who has in their hands the capability to write 
great poems or great uh, stories? Are you somebody who has the capability of doing a blog or doing a video podcast or, you know, doing um, social media posts that encourage people to get to know who Christ is? Use what you have in your hand so that God can get you through your change. That's, again, use what God has already equipped you with, has already instilled in you, has already put in your mind so that you can be able to not only glorify God with your talent, but also get through your change. And change can be good. So they had five loaves of bread. They have two fish. All right. And basically God, I mean, Jesus goes ahead, prays for it and then passes it around. All right. And again, he's passing it around. And not only are the people fed, but they are fed and they are full and there are leftovers. Now, the problem was they didn't have food to begin with. They had a scarcity. They had nothing. Okay, but look at what God, look what happened. Jesus prays to his heavenly father to multiply what was in his hands, which was the five loaves and the uh, bread and the two fish. God multiplies it, breaks it into different pieces and then supplies and then overly abundantly has a surplus. So he went from a scarcity to a surplus. And this change produced a good thing, not only for the disciples, but for the women, the children, and the men. Change can be good. Change can be what you need so that you could be able to see that God is a God of surplus. God is a God of overflow. God is a God who will sustain you through the different times that you're living in, but will also help you so that you could be a blessing to others, so that you could be able to say, you know what, I am dealing with something that I thought was going to be a problem, but I know that my God is a problem solver, and he's going to do exceedingly, abundantly amazing things for me, and then in return, it will bless not only me and my family, but it will bless the people around me. Change can be good. The coronavirus is a pandemic that we never expected. A change to our lives, a change to how we're living, a change to the way we celebrate all these big events, all these different special moments in our lives. But it is not a change that takes away our memories. It is not a change that will have us starving. It is not a change that will make us depleted in our faith. Instead, God is using this change for us to grow, for us to get stronger, for us to lean on others who may help us out, for us to be the change that this world was meant to see. The, the believers of God have a platform right now where everybody is in need of God. Because of the pandemic, people are seeing more and more that more jobs need to be filled, more places need to be opened, more schools need to have more teachers. And now the people of God have the opportunity to show people that God is the change that can make everything good. God is the change that this world needs. God is the change that will first change us 
and then change our attitudes and then change our behaviors and then change the world. And why is that? It's because change can be good. So this episode's uh, challenge is if you are faced with an unexpected change in your life, be it in your work, be it in your home, be it in your school, in whatever area it is, okay, you're, you're dealing with an unexpected change. Try to be more like Jesus in this story that we just talked about. Don't let anxiety get the best of you. Don't let fear and worry consume you, okay? Don't let your first reactions, your first responses be one that will doubt who the change really is. The change is God. God changed the world when he sent his son, Jesus Christ. So try to be more like Jesus in the story that we read. Try to be more like Jesus and be confident knowing that God will make a way somehow so that you can also produce a change in this world that is good, so that you can show people that change is not a bad thing. Change can be a good thing. Say it again. Change can be a good thing. I hope you enjoyed this episode and tune into our next episode. Me and Lewis are going to be talking about tattoos and it's called it's called inked for life and lewis and i again we will be talking about tattoos what does the bible say about it and how does it correlate with our relationship with god all right so thank you again and i hope you have a wonderful rest of the week if you enjoyed listening to this podcast follow us on facebook and instagram at the remix movement for more updates Send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.